My friend, I am such a big believer that your mindset is everything. It can really dictate if your life has meaning, has value, and you feel fulfilled, or if you feel exhausted, drained, and like you're never going to be enough. Our brand new book, The Greatness Mindset, just hit the New York Times bestseller back-to-back weeks. And I'm so excited to hear from so many of you who've bought the book, who've read it, and finished it already, and are getting incredible results from the lessons in the book. If you haven't got a copy yet, you'll learn how to build a plan for greatness through powerful exercises and toolkits designed to propel your life forward. This is the book I wish I had when I was 20, struggling, trying to figure out life. 10 years ago, at 30, trying to figure out transitions in my life, and the book I'm glad I have today for myself. Make sure to get a copy at lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get your copy today. Again, lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get a copy today. Also, the book is on Audible now, so you can get it on audiobook as well. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Every human being is a creator and they are creating their life. So it's not that our thoughts are powerful, it's that we are powerful. And so when we focus on a thought and we really hold that focus, that thought will manifest in our life. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Rhonda Byrne in the house. I'm so grateful that you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> we were just talking about this um, right before that you have sold with The Secret almost 34 million copies are in print around the world, translated in over 50 languages. Um, and I believe this is one of your first sit-down interviews in person since you did Oprah about 16 years ago. That's true. <laughs> You've done a few virtual interviews over Zoom. We did one that got millions of views around the world. And, um, and you are back in person. I'm so grateful that you're here because there's definitely an energy about you in person that brings a different element. Aww. And I'm excited to talk about the things, some things that we covered in the previous interview, yeah. but even more, because you have this incredible piece of art that you've come out with called these manifestation cards, uh, the secret manifestation cards, which are beautiful. And I want to go through a number of these today and talk about this. But you have received so much celebration over the last 16 years since the secret came out. Yeah. But you've also had criticism of the secret and what this is. Yeah. And so for people that don't know what the secret is, if they uh, didn't see our previous interview and this is their first time right, hearing about you, right. and it's their first time saying, what is the law of attraction and the secret? Right. Can you explain what the law of attraction 
and manifesting actually is in simple terms before we dive in deeper? Sure. Gee, it would be interesting to say what, interesting to say how I describe it now mm -hmm. after all these years. Um, basically, every, not basically, actually, every human being is a creator. Mm and they are creating their life. And we don't know, for many of us, we did not know that that was the case. And we are creating our life through our thoughts. So it's not that our thoughts are powerful, it's that we are powerful. And so when we focus on a thought and we really hold that focus, that thought will manifest in our life. And so we create our own life through our thoughts and through the mind. The mind, our mind is super, super, super powerful. Mm. Yeah. For good or for worse? Yes. So, for example, um, we can talk about what we want and we will manifest that, you know. And so some people, they just see the abundance in the world, you know. That's all that they see. They don't, they don't see any lack. They just see abundance. And everything seems to go right for them. Everything falls into place for them. They invest in this and it skyrockets. And they, they buy a house in this place and that suburb goes crazy. And it's like everything they touch turns to gold. But it's because they have the mindset that is toward wealth and abundance. And they don't have a mindset toward lack and we have a lack mindset when we say things like I'm broke, I don't have enough, um, I don't have enough to pay my bills and you see whatever we say is what our life will be and so if we are saying I don't have enough money then by law of attraction, we will not have enough money. We will continue to not have enough money. So what we have to do is we need to speak about what we want and we need to talk about, for example, if it's money or if it's health or if we're not feeling really great, then we can talk about what it feels like to be really well instead of talking about not being well, right? Because if we're talking about not being well, we're attracting more of that, more of that, more of that. Right. And so that's basically law of attraction. I mean, it is so wonderful and it's so intricate. And the more that you, the more that it becomes a part of your life, the more you see the little kind of twists and turns synchronicities and yeah like for for example if 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 you're saying you know i'm so overwhelmed there's just so much going on at the moment and i can't get on top of things and i'm just overwhelmed guess what guess what's coming <laughs> more overwhelmed right. more, you know so and when we speak about things that are frustrating us that are overwhelming that are stressing us out that we're in lack of when yeah. we speak about them or yeah. we're constantly in a loop of thinking of those thoughts and then speaking them to ourselves or to others mm -hmm. what i'm hearing you say is it's going to be a lot harder to get beyond those struggles than to speak in a different way or think in a different way is that what i'm hearing you say that's what it, that's the case and in fact 
until we think differently, it won't change. Really? It wouldn't matter all the action in the world. All the action in the world will not override a belief that we have. And usually when we speak, for example, if I'm saying, I'm so overwhelmed, so much is happening. And when we're saying I'm so overwhelmed, we believe it. Like we're saying it with conviction, right? And so the fact that we believe it, it's not going to change. We're going to keep, more things are going to come, more mm -hmm. things are going to come. And even if someone, let's say they, they did work hard for a long time and they're feeling this overwhelm and all of a sudden they started to make a lot more money but it's not gonna change the overwhelm if they keep thinking it. That's right. So more money might come because you spent more time in this world and worked hard, right. and it's just your time to make more. Right. But you still might say, well, I'm still overwhelmed. It's yeah. not enough. Yeah. Right? There's exactly. not enough feeling. Even though you have more, yep. you're still stressed and overwhelmed. You're still stressed and That's why you and see people with money, some people with money who aren't fulfilled or happy, they're still overwhelmed. That's right, yeah. So how do we shift it so that when more comes our way, we're actually not feeling more overwhelmed, but right. more in abundance and, and grateful for it's that. It's so simple. It's so easy. We just have to talk about, think about what we want. And do we want to feel overwhelmed? And no, we don't. So what do, we, what do you want? I want all of the success, but I want it to be effortless and easy. And I want to have lots of spare time and I want to really be enjoying it. And I want like, talk about what you want and talk about what you want until you have what you want. When people talk about what they don't want consistently, yeah. what typically happens? They get that. That's what they get. <laughs> more of what they don't want. Yeah, yeah, they get more of what they don't want. If we could just talk about what we want, our life would be incredible, incredible, amazing, spectacular. That's it. Just to talk about. But we are so, we have a world that's very um, beautiful, but orientated towards drama and you know, news is negative and uh, so, you know, it's it's challenging for people, but we're all in it together Yes. because we're all dealing with the mind and the mind that might be delivering a whole lot of negative thoughts, but not one of us, it's not harder for one or easier for another. We all have this mind that can be like a flatmate and chatter, 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 nonstop chatter, keep going on, you know. Um, so we all, we're all dealing with that and the mind, it's just a, uh, it's just a program. Mm. It's not an entity. It's just a program. And so through, I think, because certainly through my experience, through the secret, we, you can to totally train your mind to be positive so that it is not leaning toward the negative all of the time. And positive is just what you want. Right. Right. When someone is thinking or speaking about what they want, does that mean that they are in lack of it? Or how do they speak about it where it's not from a place of lack? Right. Um, it's a good question. Because you know what I mean? If I'm like, I want line. this, I want this, but I don't have it. So how do we speak about it where we're in gratitude and positive around it as opposed to I really want this thing, but it's not in my life right now, but I really want it. Yeah, but the problem is you just cancelled out the manifestation when you said, but it's not in my life right now. Ah. Yeah. 
because if you if you're saying that I you know I well you could say it like this I would really love to have this it's a little bit softer right than I want but you but to manifest something that you to deliberately manifest you have to want it but then you can't have any thoughts of well it's not here yet because the moment you say it's not here yet, what does law of attraction do it's not here yet. Mm, and it's constantly not here yet. Yeah. So, so, say you, this, so say this again. How do we really manifest something? We, we put it out there. We speak it or we think it, but then we detach from it. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. We so don't realize our own amazing power that we can just ask for something and it will be given to us. Now here's what here's what the criticism online is for the secret okay. or the law of attraction okay. or anyone talking about manifesting. Okay. This is what I'll see people, and this is okay. typically people in lack, or maybe people with more of a negative frustration because they don't have what they want. They will say, or these are comments that I'll see, you can't just think something and expect it to appear without putting in the hard work, without action, without consistency. It's just the world just doesn't work like that. When you see comments like that, or people say this, Ooh. how would you respond to someone saying, uh, thinking that or saying that? Well, I don't, um, I always kind of feel that everybody has the right to think what they want and believe what they want. And I, I know it's not the case. Um, I remember Lester Levinson said something so incredible. He was a wonderful teacher. He's not alive anymore, um, but he was very simple in the way that he talked. And he, he told these students that if you want something, I could lock you up in a room and padlock that room and you ask for that and you know you have it, right? You know you have it now and it will come. Really? Yeah, it will come, and nothing in this world can stop it. So, wow. Right? What are some examples in your life where you've, you've thought or spoken about something you desired or wanted, and it has come effortlessly? And, or maybe an example of people that have written about their success stories. Is there anything you can think of? Right. Um, where maybe for a long time they'd struggled and manifesting or attracting what they wanted, but right. they started to apply this and really believed it, and that thing came to them. Right. Well, when I did a book signing, um, and I had I got to talk to all of these different people, and every single person at that book signing told me about how their life had completely changed. Wow. And what was amazing was, so somebody would say that they wanted to have they were working. I don't know, cleaning a bank or something, and they wanted to have their own sound studio. And that is what they decided to manifest. And they visualized and visualized and they felt it and they wouldn't allow any thoughts of doubt to enter their mind. And they are now running one of the top sound studios in LA. Wow. But not just that, they met their perfect partner. They bought their dream house. They have, you know, two children or they travel. Every, every single thing that they wanted, 
they received. And that was what was so amazing about all of these people when I was signing books. It wasn't just one thing in their life, but these people were amazing. They did gratitude all of the time, or they did affirmations all of the time. And they had a complete change within themselves, you know, to be kind, you know, to other people. And so they would think positively, they were aware when negative thoughts came and they would stop them in their tracks. And so for me, I think the biggest manifestation for me was the secret. Yeah. Because I, w I was um, a mother of two children in Melbourne, Australia. I had this night where Henny Penny, the sky fell in, everything in my life completely <laughs> collapsed, right? And I had a huge awakening that night, <clears throat> pardon me, and realized how, I realized all of this and how incredible we are and what we can do and what mastery we have over the world. And there and then I, I looked out at the world and I'm like, no one knows this. No one knows this. And so I was determined that I would find a way to take this to the world. I had no idea what shape or form it would take. or, or But that night I determined that that is what I would do. And so eventually a whole team were gathered. I had a production company at that point. And everybody might think, oh, if you had a production company, it's so easy for you to make a documentary. Aha, but let me tell you. Ah, there's a snag. I was $2 million in debt. Really? That production company was $2 million in debt and my accountant told me, you're going to be broke in 30 days and lose everything. Wow. Lose everything. And to this day, I don't know how it didn't happen. I do know because I didn't allow that thought. I only allowed the thought of taking this to the world and nothing else mattered wow. but getting this out into the world. And so, um, yeah, but getting back to your point, I would like, I don't want to, I remember when, um, when I did Time 100 and they had all the cameras, that was an interesting experience, wow, <laughs> red carpet and walking down and they were all like, what do you say to the naysayers? And I said, good for them. Good for them because I think one problem we have in the world is people wanting other people to believe what they believe. You know, I discovered something incredible. I absolutely know it's the case. Through my experience, through tens of thousands and millions of people's experience, I know it's the case. But if there's somebody that isn't ready for this in their life, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Right. That's totally fine. Well, because a lot of people feel like they might be in a breakdown. You know, during that moment of your life, you have, were struggling with, your, you know, business, different things in your life that were happening, relationships. It sounds like there were some challenges boiling up. Yeah. But then this wisdom within you yeah. came out yeah. and you decided to act on it. Yeah. And one of these cards, again, this is, this is a beautiful piece of art, these cards, these manifestation cards. And I want people to get this. We'll have everything linked up. And I've gone through a lot of these already. They're amazing. I wish I would have created this. This is incredible. <laughs> it says, um, this card is great for this point in the conversation where it says, everything is always on track. Always. 
no matter where you are in your life currently, and no matter how difficult things might appear to be in this moment, you are always being moved toward magnificence. Yes. So why are we moved toward magnificence even when we're in breakdown, stress, and feel like we're suffering? How are we on track when we're in that moment? Well, we are, though. We are. And um, I mean, my if, if, if I use myself as an example, and sometimes, excuse me for doing that, but that night that I talked about where everything collapsed in a heap, and I was going to be broke. My health was really bad. My relationships mm. were in a mess. My father had died really suddenly. He was young and he had died really suddenly. And my parents just had the love affair that I've, most beautiful love affair I've ever seen. So my mother was in terrible grief. And so I had all of these things and then I was going to be bust in 30, 30 days. Wow. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I was able to turn all of that around and if that hadn't happened that night and I've thought about all of the things that led up to that night and you know I was making six documentary films about murder. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, a subject like, and it was heart-wrenching because these were unsolved murders oh. and talking to the families and everything like that. But it was perfection, the way that all of these things lined up, that I was making these movies and then that I plummeted into grief with my father, that I was so stressed about my mother and all of these things led to this incredible night on the 9th of September at 9.30 at night mm. and where everything fell in a heap. And I, we could all say, oh, but that was so terrible, all those things happened. And not long before that, you know, years before that, I'd been fired and never imagined I'd ever get fired. But if any of those things hadn't happened... I would never, ever have discovered the secret. And so, and I've been through lots of tough things since, you know. That hasn't there, been perfect? When, no, <laughs> when we're human, you know, we're going to have things, um, we're going to have things that will come that will have us go further, reach further be more magnificent, be more understanding, be more compassionate. You know, when you lose somebody really close to you, mm. you become very compassionate. You know, it helps to in instill all of that. And so absolutely I say that we are all on track. The first thing people always ask me is, what do you feel about the world? Do you know, oh my gosh, it's a mess. And I just say, everything's unfolding perfectly. Mm. 
It really and truly is. Yeah. It's unfolding perfectly. And the same for everybody. And somebody might be going through a really rough diagnosis, but from where I am, there's no end for any of us. Really? No. This... We, are co we are consciousness. There's no end. Right, right. Yeah. So it's not going to end even if there is a bad diagnosis in our, no. in our life. This is just this is just the vehicle. This is just the car, you know, that we're that we're using to travel around in the world. And so, um, yeah. You, this is one, another one of your cards that I love that, that speaks into this. And I hope you don't mind me reading not some at of all. these. <laughs> this one says, "Be grateful for your challenges." And and you wrote all of these from your wisdom, which I think is amazing. It says, "Be grateful for your challenges." It's all of the hard things and apparently negative things that happen to us, which give us deep desire to change our lives. Be grateful for them because they have given you the strength and determination to manifest something different and you will change your life. And we were talking about this beforehand, mm. about how hard it is to watch people suffer, Ugh. how hard it is to watch people you care about suffer people struggling in the world that you don't know about and seeing suffering happening, it's very challenging to witness, especially if you have a lot of compassion in your heart, if you have, if you're empathetic towards individuals yes. and if you felt pain yourself. Yes, yes. It's very challenging. It's very. So how can people be grateful for their challenges? Even though we know, I know you know and I know that our biggest challenges of our past got us to where we are today. Yeah, yeah. It's like those moments of complete pain and suffering taught me my biggest lessons, which have given me strength and courage today. Yeah. But how can people fully understand that when they have a horrible disease, when they've lost someone in their life too soon, when there's an unfortunate war in their individual life or in their yeah. country, they're going bankrupt. How can we empower people to be grateful for their challenges when there's so much pain and suffering in their life? Because being grateful is what will change their lives. And so the difficulties that they're facing, I mean, I we, we have a lot of stories on our website about people with health challenges and how those, those health challenges just disappeared with love and gratitude. So, and just being grateful. Um, being grateful is, I mean, that... That is just number one. That's the fastest way for anybody to change their life. And I think if if you went out and asked most people, they would be they would say, "Oh yeah, I you know I know it's important to be grateful." I think most people would agree with that. I, grateful isn't spiritual, or you know, it's just being grateful. And I I just if you want to see the power that you have to change your life really fast, then start doing gratitude and it will just blow your mind. It changes everything. Again, yeah. the next card, I just turned to it, is <laughs> gratitude is the great multiplier. Set the universal forces in your favor for tomorrow. Tonight, before you fall asleep, go back over your whole day in your mind and replay each good moment, feeling genuine gratitude for each one. This practice ensures the universe will make your tomorrow a day filled with good moments and plenty to be grateful for for the next day as well. Absolutely. And when we are ungrateful, when we are not in appreciation yeah. 
for the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. What happens in our lives when we lack gratitude? We're taking things for granted, which means things will be taken from us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When we take things for granted, they they get taken from us. Yeah. Gratitude will hold absolutely everything to us in our life. But it what will it, just it will stick everything to us. How do we be grateful when we're in suffering or sadness or loss? I know it's really hard, but there's I guess there's like there's like suffering, sadness and loss. Um that continues in that way, or there's suffering with gratitude and the suffering gets easier. Right. Or there's sadness with gratitude and the sadness begins to lift. Mm-hmm. Or the loss with gratitude. Um, I know because of my mother was so grief-stricken with my father having died and what brought my mother right out of it was gratitude. Mm. She was just so grateful that they got to have all of the years together that they had, that they had five children, there are five of us, and they had five children, that they had an incredible life, that they loved, they loved each other, was love at first sight, and they loved and adored each other until the last moment. And she was so glad that he didn't suffer. Mm. Her, she just found so many things to be grateful wow. for. And this was the love of her life. But from doing that gratitude, she just lifted herself up and began to live a new life, you know. So so what happened was she reduced the, you know, reduced the, the pain, the pain yeah. and the grief because eventually it will lessen, but she, and she just felt absolute love for everything wow. that uh, I remember her saying to me, she's not alive now, um, but I remember her saying to me, you know, I've had such a blessed life. I was like, wow, you know, you went through a war, you went through, you know, they didn't have, like I came from very humble beginnings, that my parents did not have much and yet she saw her life as rich and blessed. Wow. You know? That's beautiful. Isn't it? A lot of it is perspective, you know, and if, yeah. we, if we hold on to resentment or a lack of forgiveness in our life, yeah, are we able to manifest and attract beautiful things if we hold on to resentment and anger and don't forgive? I think we can still, because we're attracting every day, so I think we can still attract things, but will those things bring us peace and happiness? Not when your heart is full of resentment, because if, if, if you're full of resentment, you, what you will attract is more people, circumstances, and events that will cause resentment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, uh, and that's just to show you that there's something to let go of. You know, everything's very beautiful. Every, you, everything's can, beautiful. Can you explain that? What does that mean? Something to let go of. So it's time to let go of that resentment. that Because that original resentment is attached to some story or another that we have about somebody did something to us. And, and, and isn't it crazy that maybe somebody did, but, but then that we would carry that for years. Mm. And 
by carrying it, we keep attracting more of and more and more of it. So that just it just shows you how all of those religious texts and everything, they got it really right. Yeah, of course. When they said not to, you know, love thy enemy and all of those things that were said, all of those things make total sense. Don't carry those things yeah. with you. Well, that lack of forgiveness, that resentment is an energetic force that's almost attracting more of those things and resisting the abundance it of is. peace and harmony. It is. When you're carrying and holding on to that anger, you're resisting peace. Yeah. This is another card, again, I'm just in the flow right here, that says feelings are powerful manifestors. Remember that worry attracts more worry, just what you said. Unhappiness attracts more unhappiness. Fear attracts more fear. And remember that joy attracts more joy Happiness attracts more happiness. Love attracts more love. Yeah. And it's the, the times, what I'm hearing you say, the times when it feels like it's the hardest is the times when it's the most important. That's right. To be in a state of gratitude, happiness, and love. Yeah. Because holding on to anger, unhappiness, and worry only attracts more of that. More of it. And I think everybody experienced that right during COVID. Yes right, with all of the worry about COVID, which then turned into fear and people became more fearful, more fearful, and then things seemed to get worse and then more fearful and things got worse and things it got, did. right? When you got the whole world, when you got the, when you have the majority of the world in so much fear, it's going to get worse. It is. Yeah. Do we, should we be thinking more about our thoughts or our feelings when it comes to manifesting mm and attracting abundance? Good question. Um, you know what I would say? I would say for people to choose whatever's easiest for them. Uh, I did thoughts. I became very aware of my thoughts. But too, I have to say, I also became super, super sensitive to what I was feeling. So much so that if I wasn't feeling good, I would not open my computer or any emails. Why is that? Because if I'm on a frequency, if I'm on a frequency of frustration, when I open up those emails, in comes frustration. Mm. In comes problems. And so I wouldn't answer my phone if I wasn't feeling good. And in fact, the whole secret team knows very well if you can't get a hold of Rhonda. If, if, no, for them, I told, I said to them, if if you don't feel well, please don't touch the secret. And if you had an argument with your spouse or you got really, you know, fell out of bed the wrong way, take the day off. Don't touch the secret. Unless you can shift out of it quickly. Yeah. If you're unable which to they, shift. Which they all can now. Yeah, But course. this was early days. Right. So. Yeah, so I I was really, really careful to so feeling good. Um, I guess if you ask people how they feel, they might say, Oh yeah, I feel you know, I feel pretty good. Or they but what I want to know is, do you feel happy? Mm. Because if you're not feeling happy, then you're unhappy. Mm. Like we could say there's just two. You know, two emotions. black and white, right? Happy or not happy? Exactly. Yeah. And so, if you're not feeling, and if you think about a time in your life when you felt happy, and I don't mean, 
overexcited or what I mean is just happy, you know, just feeling full and happy and it's a great day and you're really positive and friendly to everybody. Yeah, that's happy. And the other, that kind of numb feeling or, you know, it's another day kind of, that's unhappiness. I will say, Rhonda, I, I, I grew up not thinking that I was very smart or intelligent. I struggled in school. So I had this belief that I wasn't smart enough for right. really anyone or anything. Right. And I was never going to be able to figure things out because I had this kind of belief based on testing poorly, just struggling in school. It was hard to read and write. And I just felt like everyone around me was smarter based on kind of school system and tests. Now, I learned later that that wasn't true in other areas of life. I had more street smarts rather than school smarts. But I remember in my early 20s, not thinking I had skills to go into a career because I lacked success in school. And early on, I was trying to figure out how can I start to make money? How can I get opportunities for me when I don't have these skills? Hmm. And what I said to myself early on was, I'm going to bring joy and happiness everywhere I go. When I would enter a room, I would, I would think about, okay, this is a pathway to joy. And I would smile as I would cross the doorway. I would cross it. I would just open my heart to joy and smile wow. and enter a room and smile at people. And when I would smile at other people and just ask them a question, how's your day? They would smile back and bring that mirroring energy. In this next card here, you say live in joy. <laughs> Humanity needs your joy. <laughs> Planet Earth needs your joy. The universe needs your joy. And that's why you are here. Find what brings you joy, start living it, and you will have a fulfilled, you will, you will have fulfilled your purpose. Mm. And when I didn't know what my purpose was, I just said, I'm going to be joy. And that is purpose. And things started to unfold in my life. Financial opportunities, people wanted to be around me more, and they wanted to help me. I didn't know why except for that I brought joy and happiness. So I want people to know that, you know, when you bring joy, even if you don't know what direction you're heading or what, what should I do next or the next chapter of my life, joy unlocks opportunities, wow. like you said. And I love this message in this card here. Well, that, that was just such an insight that you received, you know, where that's like a divine message yeah. to you to do that. Because on the frequency of joy is everything that you could ever want. Really? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's not when joy, you're in anger? Joy, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, people must notice, you know, I just think it's so obvious. Look at your life and you can see how you're creating it. Like you get angry and then one thing happens and then, oh, no, something else happens and then something else happens and something else happens. You know, I, I mean, know. we've all had those days. It's like a snowball of right? bad things. Yeah. And we just keep creating one after the other. Yes. But, yeah, on the joy because joy is at the same frequency as love. Uh-huh. So it's right up there and it is incredible. And that's why in the secret documentary and in the secret, why I say nothing is more important than that you feel good. Mm -hmm. you feel because when you feel good, you're on a feel good frequency and absolutely everything you encounter in the day, all the people, all the circumstances, all the events will be 
feel good. They will be things that make you feel even better, even better, even better, even yes. better. So, yeah. There's a quote from a famous football coach in America. His name is Vince Lombardi, who passed away, but he was a he won a number of championships for the Green Bay Packers, I believe it was. His quote that he would say to his uh, you know, his team, his his athletes was that you'll he what did he say? He said either be fired up with enthusiasm or you'll be fired uh. with enthusiasm. Right, it's like you either got to bring the joy, is what he was saying. Yeah. Bring the energy, bring the positive excitement, or you'll be fired passionately. Right, because it's hard to manifest or excel at a high elite level in sports or something if you're not bringing passion and joy oh. in a, in a loving, happy, joyful way. Oh. It's hard to. Maybe you could have some success, but to kind of maintain that oh. level of opportunities and flow, it's hard to do that without it, right? Wow, that's really interesting because that's the same with life too, mm-hmm. right? It's really like, if for, for example, when you're in joy, you will manifest so fast. Mm. It's a really high frequency and you will manifest really, really quickly. The thing is, if you're in grief and despair, it's very slow. Right. And that is a, so it, that's a protective mechanism for all of us um, because I had one time in my life where I hit uh, depression and because uh, I was extremely worried about my daughter and I, I just there was just like this black cloud and I th- and I thought I have completely thought myself to here. Mm. I could see all of the scary thoughts that I believed and that, and and I am here now, here is where I am. And I knew I was here because to experience it so I could help people out of depression. Mm. And so... So I, no what, one else created you to get there. You oh, I did it. it. You created yourself. Oh, yeah. Do. Yeah, because I just believed all these thoughts that... I was all these scary thoughts. I was just believing them all. And my daughter's fine and well today you know they were just they were just all thoughts and and yeah so now um I mean I'm really I I guess really fortunate I tried everything that I knew which was to be grateful um and to think positive thoughts so I tried thinking positive thoughts I could feel how weak they were what do you mean by that like they they didn't have a lot of power behind them so they were like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm happy, but I'm not really happy. Yeah, not feeling you, it because the depression was, you know, it strong. was strong. And so what I did was I decided to not resist the depression, but to love it. Tell me more. And it melted away. What What does that look like if someone's going through three so to six I months of depression? So I had to imagine this. I had to. I had to create like a picture of this, but. I I kind of, like, I could feel the sensation of it because depression is just a sensation. All of our feelings are just sensations, and they're not actually us. They're just, they're just a sensation. But I could, I, I would get that sensation, and I would feel that sensation of depression, and then I just imagined putting my arms around it and pulling it into me. And that was hard to do. Not pushing it away or resisting it. Yeah, because that's what we do. 
You see, we push away bad feelings because we don't want to feel the pain, right? We, we just, numb them. We yeah, try to escape from them. Exactly. We do everything. But I did the opposite because I knew what you resist persists, right? Yes. And so I just imagined putting my arms around. The moment that I did it, whew, it just evaporated, that whole feeling of depression. And then a couple of hours later, it started to come back, not nearly that same level, did it again in three days, was totally gone. How long had you been experiencing the depression for? Was this weeks? Was this months? About, was it... it was like a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you would have resisted it or numbed it or tried to escape it. Yeah, I'd still be there. <laughs> really? So what I'm hearing you say is that you embracing the sadness, the pain, the grief, the loss, whatever mm. it might be, but embracing it mm -hmm. and and creating a relationship with it, yeah, as opposed to pushing it away, yeah, allowed it to flow through you and leave you. Yeah, it can't stay because nothing negative can remain in the face of love. Wow, love is the light. And everything negative, you could say, is darkness. There's one way to look at it. And so if there's love, the darkness just disappears. And that's why it just evaporated. It was the most incredible feeling. And I knew I'm experiencing this so I can share it with people. How does someone, I mean, The Secret, 34 million plus copies, you know, tens of millions of people have watched the, the movie all the other books and programs and products that you have have been, you know, sold by millions of people, have been bought these things. How does someone believe they are worthy of great things the way you have been able to do great things in your life yeah. and impact the world in such a magnitude that you have done? How can someone know and trust that something is destined for them. Maybe it's not at this level, but something as great is destined for them. How do they know that? And did you know this your entire life leading up to this, that something like this was supposed to happen? No, I didn't. Really? No. But the moment I discovered it, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. I knew this is why I was here. I just knew it with every fiber of my being. Yeah, so... Prior to that, I didn't. I was um, really ambitious, mm -hmm. okay? You were driven, but you had a business. I was driven. Yeah. But when I say ambitious, I was only wanting to perfect, be great myself. I wasn't in competition with anybody. I wasn't trying to be better than that person or I just wanted to be the best that I could be. Uh, and so I, I didn't. But after I discovered the secret and my whole life turned completely around 360, I look back on my life and I saw that every single thing in my life was leading to this. Really? Yes. Because just even things like I worked in a newsroom for in a radio station and, um, and so when The Secret went crazy, like crazy, and I just had every news media outlet in the world, in every country coming at us. And I did very little. And because I knew that what happens, what can happen is that the media will build you up mm -hmm. to tear you down. Wow. 
And I knew that because I had worked in news and I'd worked in media. And You'd so seen it. I had seen it. Is that and why you did very, you did Oprah and that was really I did it. Oprah and I did Oprah because I knew Oprah lived this. And you see, I didn't want to go onto anything where I didn't want to have arguments with people because <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. I discovered something and I wanted to share it. And if you find that it's incredible for your life, then I'm so happy. If you if you don't want to hear about it, that's fine too. So I didn't want to get into situations with people where they're like, Oh, this is, you know, as if the mind can do this. This is all there is, is mind. You know, they don't even realize, like, it'll be hundreds of years before before it is realized what the substance of the universe really, really is. But right now, we can use this knowledge to completely create the life we deserve to have. Yeah. And what you were talking about, about being this great greatness, I think some of us were born to do something like this. But then there are others, and I think about this with my mother, right? My mother stopped working when she was like 19 years old and she had five children. But my mother achieved greatness because she was an incredible mother and she was an incredible wife. And so her, her level was different. And I think, you know, what you did or what I did not everybody is prepared to take the risks. You mm, took risks. Yes. You can't you can't do it without the risks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took huge risks. I I put everything on the line. I would every I would have been on the streets. You know, I I I like mortgaged overdraft. I did everything possible to get the secret out to the world. And I, I didn't care honestly what happened to me after it. I just wanted to get it to the world and that was it. And, and so you, you have to have, there's something within you that really pushes you, but then there are people that they might love what they do, you know, and they don't want to be running a company. They don't want the stress of that. Yeah. They love their family. They want to spend as much time with their family as possible. They just really love to have a better house or, you know, um, and I think, and and I think, honestly, if you can live your life and you can bring joy to other people just by your presence, just by your presence, if you can do that, oh my God, you've lived the greatest life possible. You really have, That's because true. every single person, their true nature is joy, and their true nature is love, and that's why you feel so good when you're in joy. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's why we feel so good when we're loving and being loving is smiling to that person like you did, you know, I'm opening the doors and I'm in a smile. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you talk about kindness. This is the next thing on top of here. You just said the kindness. We're, we're in sync right here. We're in sync. Kindness, <laughs> kindness changes everything. Want to see your life change for the better today? Then be the kindest you've ever been to every person you encounter. When you do that, it's hard to have a bad day. Oh, you can't. It's not possible. That's why. Just do that. You know, like I'm like, just do do that one thing. And you don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself and just see for yourself what happens. Yeah. I remember this person contacted us and really early on and he said, 
he decided that he was just going to be happy. I think he was a hairdresser and he said, I'm just going, I'm making a decision that I am going to be happy and I'm going to see what happens. And it was incredible what happened in his life. Got his own hairdressing salon and all of, just because he made a decision to be happy. What? What's on the happiness frequency? Everything that you want to make you happy. Absolutely. You know, so. I'm curious about after The Secret came out and every news outlet in the world wanted to hear more about what you were creating. You do Oprah, which that, you know, blows up everywhere. You're Time 100 most influential person in the world. You're selling tens of millions of copies within the first few years. This message was everywhere. You could not go into a store without seeing this book. No, true. How did you navigate the success and not let that weight or pressure break you? Uh. Because some people want the impact, the success, but then they're not ready for it. How did you prepare yourself? And was that a conscious decision not to do a lot of interviews after that to not be picked at or try to be pulled down in certain ways? Like That was a conscious decision. It was. Um, but... Like, did you feel ready for the success? Did you feel prepared? Or, or did you, you feel like what? this is a little I overwhelming? Never, I never felt it was me. What do you mean? I just... I just... It was the message. Mm. That was the star. Interesting. And I never felt that it was me. Like, even writing the secret book... I absolutely knew that and making the documentary, like it was a miracle what happened making that documentary, the way everything that we ever needed just landed right at our feet. I, it, was, it was so spectacular. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And I just knew the universe, you know, just putting that in that m- most affectionate way, I knew the universe was with us. And so, and writing the book, it was the same thing. Like I felt such a rush uh, in writing that book. I couldn't write it fast enough. All the things that I'd learned and practiced and I wanted to share with people. Um, But, you know, I had like, I got a burst blood vessel in one of my eyes. I had my feet got all cracked. Um, All the skin on my feet got cracked from the high frequency in writing that book. Really? Yeah. Because you said you were telling me before off camera that you wrote this book in Santa Monica in an apartment just a few miles from here. With my laptop on my lap. With your laptop on your lap in a small little apartment. Yeah. Were you on the beach? Were you off the beach? Were you, what was your environment like? Off the beach, it was a very simple little corporate apartment. Um, The documentary had been released and, and I was writing the book and I had... I, it was it was just the perfect situation. I knew exactly everything that I wanted to say. It was really just rushing through me, and uh, and because and, of the frequency, you had like you know, so you had, your body was feeling my the, body really, yeah. That is fascinating. And after it, I was a wipeout. You were like exhausted. Oh, you were like yeah. energetically drained. I energetically drained, yeah. And so then with each, then with each book that I wrote was I tried to manage that more, you know, that I, I that I wasn't so wiped out. Now I could write a book and not at all. Right. Yeah. But, but were you a writer before this? Did no. You... Do you know what? <laughs> this, was this your first book? 
<laughs> the Secret is your first book, and you sold 34 million copies. That is crazy. I know, right? I remember when um, Beyond Words uh, contacted me and said, we want you to do the secret book. Well, I knew there'd be a secret book because I'd seen it in bookstores in my mind all around the world. Wow. In the front window, I'd seen it. I didn't know what it looked like, but I could feel the book. And and I said, yes, like I knew there'd be a secret book. And and I said, okay. And they said, and we want you to write it. And I said, I'm not a writer. And guess what? I heard those words. And I'm like, yes, I am. Mm. You because, switched it, yeah. Because I'm not a writer means that you will not be a writer, right? And I'm like, yes, I am because I can do anything that I put my mind to. You, I, I, everybody can do anything they put their mind to, and so I and and so I wrote, and I, I was very specific. I wanted to write to people as though I was just talking to them, mm-hmm. and not, you know, any kind of incredible, huge words or anything like that. I just. I wanted to be super, super simple because law of attraction was a hard concept to get your head around at that time. It's a lot. It's understood a little more these days, but and this is this is what I love about what you did because you first said you saw it in your mind and you felt the book in bookstores. Yeah, you felt it, so you were connecting the thought, the visualization of what you saw in your mind and the feeling. You had those two things connected, it sounded like. And this is where I think some people get wrong about the law of attraction or the secret is they, you know, you had those two things, the thoughts and the feelings as if it was already happening, but then you took action. You wrote the book. You didn't just say, it's magically going to like be in bookstores. There had to be some action somewhere, whether it was you or someone else. Yeah, but I had the publisher come to me to say, you're going to write the book. You drew now, it so in. I attracted yes. that. But do you know what? With that book, I honestly feel like I was just the stenographer. You were just downloading and it. That's why in answer to your question, how did I manage all of that? Honestly, I never, I just felt like I was the luckiest person in the world to be a part of that journey. But I know without a doubt, the universe was just there. It just, it, this had to come out into the world and it was there to help at every turn. If someone is applying these principles and think they're not drawing in the person, the, the publisher, the, the, the right person to hire, the thing yeah. to support them in manifesting what they want, does that mean they're not ready for that thing to come out into the world? Is it not the right timing? You know, because you could have wanted this 20 years prior, but it didn't happen then. It happened at the moment you were ready for it, it sounds like. Yeah. So how can people let go of their frustration of really wanting something to happen now versus knowing when it's the right timing for it to come into the world? Right. So the difference is just simply belief. So you have to believe you have it already. So can if I explain what my belief was like, my belief was a notch above believing. It had already happened. Mm. Mine was knowing it had already happened. What's the difference between believing and knowing? Because one, because knowing is the highest you can get. 
And it's actually knowing is beyond the mind, but believe but you can manifest with believing too. So I didn't just believe this had happened. I absolutely knew it. Wow. And I knew it and I knew what it was going to do. And I I how can I um it felt I knew it so much that I felt like I had already lived the entire journey of making it and it coming out and that I had such a great time that I was reliving it. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's how that's how it felt. This is this is fascinating what you just said. This unlocked something for me. Um, the difference between believing and knowing. Yeah. I grew up in a religion, uh, the religion of Christian science, which is all about healing yeah. and applying healing thinking and applying the mind to the material world. But really, there is no material world anyways. But one of the things that I would hear over and over again when I felt like something was off in my life or I felt like I was feeling a pain or something physical in my body was off, out of alignment, we would have Christian science practitioners spiritual practitioners mm -hmm. that would give us um, prescriptions, but they weren't medications. They were spiritual medications, essentially, right? Gotcha. And it was, and they were always called truths. And they would always say, know the truth. They didn't say, believe this. They would say, know the truth. And when you know it, it is true. And it, it is a reality. And it was hard, it was confusing as a kid because I was like, well, but I feel this thing and there's this pain, but how can I know it? But what I'm hearing you say is believing can, can really help you in a big way, but knowing is what unlocks manifestation into another level. Yeah, knowing it's just done. I mean, there have been times for everybody when they knew something, they absolutely knew something was going to happen before it happened. So let's say... And how do they know that? Yes. How did you know that? And you don't know how you knew it. It's like an intuition or a it. feeling or something, Yeah, right? right? You knew it. Like somebody's having a baby and they don't know what sex it is, but you're like, oh, I know it's a girl. I absolutely know it's a girl. And everybody thinks you're just guessing like everybody else. No, you're like, I know it. I know it's a girl. Or there's a spinning wheel and you all of a sudden you're like, I know it's going to be number 11. I know it. And it's number 11. But you knew it. You absolutely that, knew how it. How does that happen? Yeah. Because it's above the mind. Mm. It's above the mind. So you 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 definitely know it. So you can. That's crazy. How, so how? you don't have to be at knowing mm -hmm. to manifest. You just have to be at believing. And might I just say that you you just have to be more believing than not believing. So that person right. who's not, you know, they're waiting and it hasn't manifested and they're here and here, the difference is they're not believing it is done already. The moment they're believing more that it's done than it hasn't arrived, it'll manifest. How do we stay patient? And See, well, if you need patience... You're not believing it's manifested, right? Interesting. 
So is there, can you give me- So an, you're, done, you're done for right there. So give me, an example, give me an example, if there's an example in your life personally or something you've seen from a friend or someone who's read the book where they were like, man, I've been waiting for this to happen. It's been 10 years. I feel like it's supposed to happen. I'm believing it's happening, but I haven't got the thing that I've wanted yet or have it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't come to fruition yet. Right. Should I have more patience in manifesting? Should I expect it's already here now? What should I do? Okay. So I've definitely had some people do that. One in particular, she was wanting to have a baby and get pregnant. She had visualized, 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 visualized getting pregnant. She had been doing affirmations. She'd been grateful that she was getting pregnant. And she's like, still, I'm not pregnant. Now, I just, and I think she'd even done IVF and mm. that hadn't worked. And so she'd tried lots of, given of things. Up. Yeah. And, and I just knew that for a woman who can't get pregnant, getting pregnant has a lot of resistance around it. Because when you've not been able to get pregnant, get pregnant, get pregnant, there's like real resistance around that getting pregnant. And so much so that the resistance was outweighing her her resistance that I'm not pregnant yet was outweighing her visualization and all the other things. So I said to her, I don't want you to visualize that. I want you to visualize holding the baby because that's the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. That's the end result. You don't want to be pregnant for the rest of your life, right? right? You want to be holding the baby. So I said to her, I want you to visualize holding the baby. I want you to hear the baby. I want you to feel it in your arms. Wow. Pregnant in a month. Wow. And I've done that with a lot of women. This is, you know, even you saying that, I'm not a woman, but it's like imagining, you know, mm. a, a child coming into my life from my partner and f hearing the baby, having the baby against my chest, being born, you know, feeling the heartbeat of the child yeah. next to my heartbeat, having this beautiful moment. Like I'm already seeing the future happening now Yeah, by experiencing that feeling as opposed to like, I'm feeling it. Oh, I know. You better be careful. You better be careful. I know, right? Do you, you uh, want to have children now? I because... do at the right time. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At the right time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like when you feel that and you really imagine and experience that feeling it's as if it's already happened That's or it's happening yeah and you're feeling it and therefore you're allowing that to come to you and you're allowing that as opposed to resisting it yeah where this person or friend of yours was like i really want this come here come here but uh but yeah. like it's not here yet because so many so many disappointments you see you know, women I know go through a lot who can't get pregnant. So there's just one disappointment after another, or maybe they got pregnant and then they miscarried. And um, somebody else, they're two two Australian girls, uh, volleyball players, and they were playing in the Olympic Games. And these girls were just so brilliant, so clever. They they were not at all the favourites. Far from the favourites, they were way down the way down the chart. And what they did was they filled their entire apartment with gold awards. They got everything gold leading up to the Olympic Games. And they had gold everywhere. They bought all these awards everywhere, gold. Do you think anyone 
could have beaten them at the Olympic Games. Wow. No chance. Wow. The ball was going to bounce in the perfect way. They were going to be in the exact perfect position. You see, because... So when we talk about action, the kind of action that you have to do for when you have used the mind, that action's effortless. That's why writing the secret book was effortless. It's effortless. But if you go out into the world and you're like, make this happen and you want to do all the action, oh, you're going to struggle. Oh, it's going to be hard. You might get there eventually, but it's going to be harder than yeah, it could be. Yeah, and you'll get there eventually, but you only get there eventually because you think it gradually, bit by bit. That's the only reason you get there, because you had the thought, oh, things are getting better. I'm starting to see success is coming. You're having these little thoughts along the way. That's the only reason you make it. You cannot do anything in the world without thought. Nothing. You show me one invention that's happened without thought. Right. You have to imagine it first. Right. You have to come up with it in your yeah. mind. And then you alchemize and create it in the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to, for those girls, yeah. yeah, so for those girls, you see, they lived with that gold and saw themselves winning gold. And so that, that, and they, I bet if you ask them, they would say winning that gold was effortless for them, that they just got the right breaks that everything happened the right way for them because it would. Wow. And you know, sports people are so amazing at visualizing winning, right? Mm -hmm. And then it, it does look effortless for them because they are in the flow. Yeah. They're not working hard. They're yeah. working, they're, they're effortlessly moving to their desired result, right? Uh -huh. How do we navigate the ego when, when, let's say when success comes our way, you know, whether these girls who win the gold medal, uh, you know, an athlete and you selling millions of copies in the first year or months or whatever and getting all these opportunities. How do we navigate the ego from not consuming us, oh. but success actually allowing us to multiply into greater success? Yeah. Really good question. Like how did you navigate that? You just, you certainly have to remain humble, you know, and um, humble and grateful. And I think... We've all seen people that have had success and then just rob, just find themselves in the most awful drama of, you know, terrible situation where they made one mistake and just everything, you know, the whole world turned against them. So you have to remain humble. Otherwise, truly, just you're in for a really rough ride and... You could visualize all the most wonderful things and you could, you know, achieve all of that and manifest all of that. But if you don't remain humble, because if, if you look at it anyway, you never did it on your own. Like even if you just look at physically in the world, I mean, I knew we had the universe behind us. I felt it with every step that we took, but, but even I've got the most incredible team. I mean, we did intentions meetings at 11 o'clock every morning and where we intended and in those meetings, we were celebrating the secret having swept the world and having become a global phenomenon. That's what we did in those meetings. Before the book came out. Oh, yeah, but we danced and we celebrated that. That's what you've got to do. You had the feeling of joy and excitement and that gratitude. That it was already done. 
Wow. Yeah. If you want to go traveling, if you want to see the world and you're like, I don't have any money, how will I ever go traveling? Straight away, Law of Attraction says, okay, done. You know, I don't have any money. or. But if you want to go traveling, get out your suitcase. This is the funniest thing you said is because my, my fiance, um, Martha, she's Mexican. They grew up in this Mexican traditions. And over the holidays, I don't know, this never happened to me growing up in America, but over the holidays, they would do this thing around Christmas and New Year's, her family, and I believe this is a Mexican tradition, uh, but her family, they'll all get out suitcases during the holidays <laughs> and say, where do you want to go next year? And then we leave the house with the suitcase and say, we're going to Japan. We walk out and we skip down the sidewalk with a suitcase, me and Martha did, and then each family member does this and tells the experience of where they went. I'm going here and this is where it's gonna feel like and the experience and it's this joy and excitement talking about the trip. And we take the suitcase out the door and then we come back and we tell the experience. And we said this this last year, Japan. And now I, I believe we literally just booked our trip to Japan happening in like a month. Oh, so I was going to say, you are going happening. to Japan. Yeah, it's happening. No, it's I mean, happening. Yeah. We've already booked it. Wow. But, but even though I didn't know when or how at the end of last year, we set an intention. He did. We celebrated it. We talked about it. And we allowed the universe to open up to see when is this possible? How is this possible? What are we going to be doing? Right? And things are coming to us yeah. in a way that's going to create a beautiful, magical experience. Oh, so fantastic. But we took our luggage out. Great And so story. I don't know if this is all like a Mexican oh, tradition. but this is amazing. Just, so literally what you said, yeah, yeah. they do every year. And it's really cool because yeah. it sets that intention. Yeah, it's acting as if is what it is. It's acting as if you already have it. Like I remember there was this lady who wanted to be in the audience on the Oprah show when I was going to be on there and the audience was completely full it was it was booked out but what she did was she got her suitcase out and she got a flight to Chicago I mean this is somebody really really game and she gets a call a, a message on her phone when she lands in Chicago to say come to the studio we've got a seat for you yeah but she had already intended it and went she there. She had to get a seat. You this know, is fascinating. Because she really, like, she really believed in you. So acting as if, like, I, I know I wrote this in one of my books, but there was uh, there was this woman who wanted a horse. She couldn't afford to buy a horse. So she went and bought the bridle. Hmm. And she put the bridle on her table in front of her and looked at that bridle every day. Is, that, we, is that the saddle? Is the bridle the, the bridle, saddle? I what think the... it's the... I'm not oh, a really the, great like horsey. the mouthpiece? Yeah, the, okay. the straps that gotcha. go around the head okay. kind of thing, Got I think. It. And within a couple of weeks, she threw the, uh, actually the most extraordinary set of circumstances, she got offered a horse. My goodness. Yeah, through someone, through someone, through someone, through someone, and she got offered a horse. But of course, she was acting as if she already had the horse. She bought the bridle. So, and I always say the universe abhors a vacuum. Say it right. again. The universe abhors a vacuum. So abhors is A-B-H-O-R-S. Abhors. The universe dislikes a vacuum. The, the universe can't tolerate a vacuum. It has to fill it. 
So if you create a vacuum, which is why like for all the people who want to meet their perfect partner and you go to their house and their wardrobe is totally full and there's no room for their partner's clothes, right? And they sleep in the middle of the bed. Where does their partner sleep? Right? Right, right. So you've got to create a vacuum and so you're going to sleep on that side of the bed so the partner sleeps there. You've got to make room in the bathroom. Interesting. You need to make room in the closet. You've created a vacuum. Then the, then the person can come into your life. That's so, that's so funny you say this as well because Martha, uh, my fiance, she... When she was single, before we started dating, she bought herself uh, a home and she was going to buy a queen size bed. But her coach was like, well, are you trying to, uh, you know, what type of man are you trying to attract? <laughs> She's like, well, you know, a king. You know, I'm trying to attract my king in my life, right? Not saying that I'm a king or whatever, but like I'm trying to attract. And she was just saying, explain, what is he, what's he look like? Is he, is he short? Is he tall? Is he, you know... And she was like, nah, he's like 6'4". And, uh, you know, he's an athlete and he's he needs space, right? And her coach was like, well, you can't buy a, a queen or a full-size bed if you want to attract a bigger guy. You need space. Like you said, you oh, need to have so a big... So for a number of months, she had this big king-size bed and she's tiny. She's like 5'2", right? So she was... But she was sleeping on this big bed. She's like, ah, is this weird because I have this extra space? But she allowed room for me to be yeah. there as well. How amazing. And you hear this with, with... Your life is full of these stories, I know, right? It's funny. so good. And, and you hear a lot of, like, I'm assuming, you know, mothers-to-be, they create rooms f- with a crib and they have the room ready for the... That's they like creating do. a vacuum, right? Right, it is. For, for the baby to then Yeah, arrive. good observation. Right? A lot yeah. of mothers do this yeah. nesting or whatever it might yeah, be, right? Yeah, great observation. It's another example of like, another. okay, I'm struggling yeah. getting pregnant, but yeah. let me just intend and set the intention yeah, yeah. that there will be a child here. Yes. But yes. I got to do it before it comes. Yes. And you know what people might say? Some people might say, oh, no, you might jinx it. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Are you going to believe that thought? Yes. Don't believe that thought. Don't believe any thought that you don't deserve mm. things. You deserve everything you want. Everybody deserves everything they want. And there's no shortage. Yes. How do we, this is a, this is a card you talk about with negative thoughts. How do we, when we want something, how do we learn to navigate the negative thoughts that come and go. Because not all of us, you know, are going to be able to have perfect positive thoughts all day long, especially when there's challenge or breakdown or maybe some financial strain or, or, or pain, physical pain. Yeah. So how do we navigate negative thoughts based on what you've talked about? The secret really is to become more aware of what's going on in your mind. And, and you might to begin with, just become aware of your feelings, you know, and all of a sudden you're not feeling very good. And I I promise you, if you're not feeling very good, it's because you've had a whole lot of negative thoughts that you've been giving your attention to. And that's why you don't feel very good. And so you need to be more, become more aware. And so Mm -hmm. um, I just had somebody yesterday say to me that they spiraled downward in, in a particular situation and then they kind of came out of it and they were like, why did I do that? Why did I let all of those thoughts get me down like that? And I, and I said to her, but you know what? You, what you did is amazing because you saw it. 
you know, even if you went down with it, you still saw it. You came out of it and you're like, look what happened. That yes. was all negative thoughts. So but it's you caught it. Yeah, you were aware of it. You, you caught, caught it. it. And so for right. me, like really early on, um, you know, I would only realize a couple of days later or – but the more that you do it, the faster that you catch it. And a negative thought feels so alien now or negative thoughts feel so alien that – They're foreign to you now. Yeah. Well, most people, it's negative thoughts are so familiar. Because yeah. that's all they know is it's, negative thinking. I know. You get in a, a trap or in a cycle of thinking. Mm. You wake up negative. You wake up frustrated, resentful, and you follow through and you go to sleep frustrated and negative thinking. And it is a familiar feeling. Mm -hmm. I've been there in the past. It just becomes a familiarity of just everything is against me. The world is against me. This person is trying to take advantage of me. Negative, negative, negative. Yeah. And it can feel like you're in a trap or you're stuck. It can feel extremely hard to get out of it. But the more we practice what I'm hearing you say, the more we practice catching it and being aware of it yeah. and practicing having, replacing it with a different type of positive, empowering thought. That's right. Then the more familiar that will start to feel as That's well. That's right. It's just a pattern that, that is, the mind's just a program. Yes. You know, it's just a program. So it's programmed right now based on what, each of us have been putting into it. And, you know, I lived like decades with, you know, caught up in dramas. I mean, I'm really grateful to the universe that it didn't wipe me out, you know, because, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, if I think about different negative, you know, things that I get caught up in and talking about and, you know, gossip, like for example, is just such a negative, awful thing. It's a low frequency energy. Very low frequency. Yeah. Really low frequency. So Gossip. Oh. Yeah. It's one of the lowest frequencies, I feel sure like, right? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah, sure is. It doesn't empower you to attract what you want. No. And, and you know, for the law of attraction, like there's only one, you. There's only one. So it is responding to your thoughts, to your words, but there's only one, there's only you. And so whatever you say about another, you're bringing to you. Can you say that one more time? Okay. So for law of attraction, it's responding to thoughts, right? And so your thoughts. And you can't think a thought for me, and I can't think a thought for you. Right, so law of attraction is just responding to my thoughts, and it's responding to your thoughts. And so, what what it is doing is, if I am talking about, oh, she's, you know, she's this. I saw her do this. I saw her, you know, and she did that to somebody else, you know, too. Uh, blah da 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 da. This big story. You're saying all of that, all that blame, and law of attraction's giving it to you. Oh man. Yeah. We can't think, we can't think badly of somebody else without it affecting us. It will come back to us. Guaranteed. We're just not making the connection, you know, and so we attract blame. So we're, bl you know, we're blaming somebody and then we go into work the next day and we've made the biggest mistake of all time in our job and we're hauled into the office and the boss is going right through us, and we don't make the connection. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
kind thoughts, kind. Yes, to others. Do it, do it for you. Yes. You know. Because what do, we think about others, we're, we're attracting to us as well. Yeah. It's hard, but the universe can't make that distinction, right? No. The difference. No, and there's only one for law of attraction. In truth, there's only one, too. Uh, overall, they don't, we feel very individual, but uh -huh. there is... There, there is only one, but for law of attraction, there's only one. And if you think about it, it has to be that way, that it's just responding here to these thoughts, to these thoughts. It's responding to these thoughts, to these thoughts. It's responding to these thoughts. It's none of it's personal. Right. Not personal at all. It's not saying, oh, I know you don't really want that. Right. I'm not going to give it to right. you. Right, but if you're speaking, you will, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the secret manifestation cards uh, by Rhonda Byrne. Make sure you guys get a few of these decks. There's tons of different decks out there in the world that people make, but I don't think I've seen decks a deck this beautifully done. The oh. design, the artistry. I know Nick was heavily involved in this yeah, on your amazing team. Yeah, team, amazing it's, team. It's beautiful. I mean, I just want to like frame these. They're like pieces of art. Yeah. So they are powerful i think it's 65 cards 65, 65 cards yeah. and a 16 page booklet that is in this that will give you in a moment you pick it up you take up the first one you shuffle the deck yeah you pick it and out, by, you're gonna and, get inspiration and by law of attraction like if you wake up in the morning and wake up in the morning and draw a card by law of attraction that is the most important message you need to hear in this moment let's go Right. Let's go. I'm excited. I want people to get this. The man, the secret manifestation cards. Oh, thank Make you. sure you get this. Um, I've got a couple final questions for you, but people can get this at thesecret.tv. I believe it's the main page where they can get it. Um, everyone on social media, the secret uh, or the secret three six five is also on Instagram, but pretty much everywhere the secret on social media and the secret.tv where you can sign up for the newsletter, get information about all the books that Rhonda has, the last book. The Greatest Secret is incredible. We talked about that in our previous interview. We did. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, I have I have a couple final questions for yeah. you, Rhonda, but I'm, I just wanted to say before I ask them, I'm so grateful that we're doing this in person. There's an amazing energy about you that is, that is magnificent oh, in itself. The energy, you. the wisdom, the passion and the joy you bring. I'm so glad we're doing this in person. I hope we can do this every year or in the future that would be again. Nice. That and would just be continue nice. to have these conversations because yes. I feel like there's an amazing flow here. So I'm I've very loved every second. I'm very grateful you're here and I know people love hearing from you. Um, so Thank you. I'm so glad that we're Thank doing you. this. Uh, this is a question that I'm curious about because you've mm. done so much and you've impacted tens of millions of lives. What do you see is next for you, you know, beyond this? Do you have a vision of what you're trying to create in the future? Or is it more you stay very present and you allow things to come to you at this stage? Where are you at currently in your life? Um, certainly, uh, certainly I allow myself to be guided and I don't kind of make up my mind. There's a book I've been thinking about for a while and... Um, for the last year and I've been doing some research on that. So that might happen. We've been doing apps. Um, and so I've been enjoying doing that with the team as well. My 
I just, all I want to do is keep, keep creating in the hope that to reach more people and to help more people have better lives. Yes. That's, and so I don't even mind what shape or form that comes in, um, just as long as it, just as long as it reaches people. Yes. Yeah. And it just, I mean, that's just what you live for. And I'm sure that is the case for you that's too. That's what I'm doing, yeah. Right. When you get that feedback, it's just absolutely amazing. And then you're like, I knew this is what I was meant to do. Yes. And isn't it a total feeling of serving is a real feeling of that, is it not? 100%. You know, Isn't it? Yeah. And that's where we get a lot of fulfillment when we're in service. Yeah, of course. Know? Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. I'm yeah. so excited. Well, we're here to support you, spread the message whenever you have the next book or Thank project. You. So we're, we're here Thank to do you. more Amazing. of this. I asked you this question the last time. It's what I asked oh. everyone towards the end of my interviews. And I'm curious if it's the same or if it's oh. different. And we'll have to go back and hear the previous interview yeah, to yeah. see where it was at. <laughs> but this question is called the three truths. So imagine a hypothetical scenario. You get to live as long as you want in this physical world, but it's the last day for you. Somewhere in the future, it's the last day. And you get to continue to create all the books, the apps, the projects, or whatever you manifest in the future. It all comes true, as it has for you in the last you know, 15, 20 years. But for whatever reason, in this hypothetical scenario, you have to take everything with you. So no one has access to the manifestation cards. They don't have access to the movie, the secret, the book, or anything you've ever created. Hypothetical scenario. And all you get to leave behind are three lessons that you've learned and everything else is gone. What would be those three lessons or what I like to call three truths for mm. you? Well, to definitely to love everything and everyone. Um, to be grateful for every moment and to be the joy. I love that. I'll, I'll make sure to link up the previous interview yeah, so well, we can see what you said before. It's probably similar. So people can watch that. Um, I have one final question, Rhonda. Again, I want to acknowledge you for your joy, for your light, for your creativity, for showing up for yourself fully, for living a harmonious life internally so that you're able to create effortlessly right. in the world and be of service. It's a beautiful thing to watch. And um, again, I hope we get to do many more of these in the future, Thank but I acknowledge you, you for the gift that you are. And I'm very grateful for the impact you've made on so many lives. So thank you for being thank here. Thank you so much. Of course. My final question is, what is your definition of greatness? Humility. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because I think if you humble then you've definitely got greatness inside you i hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links and if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad free listening experience make sure to subscribe to our greatness plus channel on apple podcast if you enjoyed this please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend leave us a review over on apple podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at lewis 
hows. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com slash newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Great. <laughs>